ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Miscast Review. And I am joined, as always, with my lovely co-host, Donovan Holland. Yabba-dabba-doo. That's not what I meant to say. All right. Okay, so, anyway. Well, how's, your, how's your week? How's your week been? Um, very, it's, it's been a very long week. Um, let me see. I just feel like, uh, somebody, um, inserted a, uh, vacuum in my head and just sucked out my brain and now I'm just a, a zombie. I, I just, I just feel like a shell. kind of look like a zombie. Oh, You're in your pajamas. Well, you're dressed like Jim Halpert, so... Yeah, it's a nice look. Well, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, my week was fine. Didn't fine. really do anything. Didn't go to the art museum? No, no, I did not go to the art museum, oh. unfortunately. But uh, yeah, my week was pretty uneventful. Okay. Just kind of a lazy, lazy week. Sometimes those are yeah. nice. Yeah. 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 It was pretty, yeah, pretty uneventful. I don't even really remember exactly what I did this week. I just kind of did my thing. Hmm. Yeah, it was whatever. But anyway, let's jump into these news. Okay. So right off the bat, we already have kind of talked about this um, a little bit outside of the pod, but the French Dispatch trailer dropped, Wes Anderson's new film. Yeah, that looks good. I am so excited for it. So excited. How many of his films have you seen? None. You haven't seen any? I haven't seen any of them. Okay. Fantastic Mr. Fox is just, I still haven't finished it because I couldn't stop laughing at that one part. Um, I got about 15 minutes in and I, uh, I just lost it. I just kind of lost it. And then it was like two in the morning. So I decided to go to bed because I was tired. Um, but that movie, what I saw of it was hilarious. Um, and then, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel is so great. Yeah. It's such an amazing movie. Are those the only two you've seen? Um, I think so. Yeah. Hmm. But I mean, yeah, I haven't two more than you. <laughs> well, one and a quarter, more, and a quarter than me, more than you. That's true. But yeah, I haven't seen any of them. I'm gonna plan on trying to just binge all of his films before going and seeing this. They all kind of have like a similar vibe. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't put my finger on it, but there's just something about them. It's the symmetry in the shots. It's always like just head-on um, shots. That like in Grand Budapest Hotel, everything's that just right in the middle of the frame okay. constantly. That's kind of his like trademark. I feel I guess. like Wes Anderson is like what would happen, like what we would see if a uh, public square barista became a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. I mean <laughs> that makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah, that, that's um, that's what I was thinking. That yeah, that hits the nail right on the head. And I know his last film, um, Isle of Dogs got kind of like mixed reviews. Really? I guess. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, well, I mean, it was like a stop motion animation style film. Oh, okay. Yeah, about dogs. Because I know, um, I know, Fantastic Mr. Fox was the other stop motion animation that did really well. Yeah. And then um, one of them, the only other one that got mixed reviews, I think, was The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou or how you say his name with Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like. Like a cult classic, like or a right. cult hit. Like everybody who's seen that movie loves it. I guess the critics are kind of 
Ah, <laughs> oh, bless you. Oh, my God. Have you had your coffee this morning? I have not. Ah, that explains your low energy and quiet demeanor. Just like, yeah. Actually, that's yeah. a good idea. I'm going to go grab it. Okay, hold on. One hold on. We're pausing. Okay, uh, Don now has his coffee. Thank Jesus. Uh, it's a ginormous cup of coffee from Starbucks. Is that what the Trente or whatever? Mm-hmm. This is the. Uh, I I made it myself because I work there, so it just says venti white mocha six shots. But I know there's more in it than that, and this is really good. So I have have a taste. I'll have myself a little taster. We're gonna do I a little I... bit of a coffee review here on the on the podcast. The miscast coffee review. Oh, it's so sweet. It's sweet. I don't think it's sweet at all. Oh man, it's really good though, but it's really sweet. Okay, so maybe next time a couple less pumps of white mocha. Yeah, I mean some butterscotch in there too. That's probably what's doing it, also. But to be fair, I drink my coffee black. Mm. So, have you ever been to uh, Better Buzz? Yeah, all the time. Okay. They have a really amazing white mocha, and everything at Starbucks is just meh because they can. Um, so that – I was trying this to replicate really their good, white though. mocha. I know. I'm telling you. I, I can't stop drinking it. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> okay. You, you, can just, you can just have that. Oh, man. Well, actually, I wouldn't recommend it because that's like – I put more than six shots in there. I oh, just put that there so I wouldn't get in trouble. Now I'm feeling awake. Oh, on my way over here, I hadn't had any sips of my coffee yet, and I was like, oh, God. Oh, I felt like I was about to fall asleep. God. They call that uh, liquid cocaine. Mm. I can see why. All right. I'm going to give you that back before I have yeah, be, start having heart palpitations. Be, be careful. Be careful. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my nice black coffee. There you go. That's nice and warm. God, makes me sorry. happy. <laughs> Dude, it was so good. He couldn't stop drinking it. it. I'm sorry. It was really good. But yeah, Better Buzz is really good. They have... Um, when I go to coffee shops, I just get an iced Americano with like, oh, nothing in it. Yeah. And they're, they have an amazing iced Americano there. Yeah. If you just get some hazelnut in there. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. I it's like it. so good. I'll try that next time I go. Just black, but with hazelnut. Me and Kylie are at Fashion Rally like 24-7, so. It's incredible. I will so. definitely. That sounds very appealing. Yeah, definitely try that next time you get there. Anyway. A little detour. Uh, that's the end of our coffee segment. Okay. Um, back to the French Dispatch. Uh, <laughs> it the stat the cast is so stacked. Oh, I know. It's insane. I was looking at the list. We had all his, the all cast. the regulars. We have his some of his veterans coming back. Some new people. It's it's insane. And Christoph Waltz. Uh, yeah, I was going to talk about that. So I have written down Bill Murray. Owen Wilson, Tilda Swinton, Jeffrey Wright, my guy Timmy, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, he's just like in everything now, nowadays. I'm so hyped to see him in it. Uh, Edward Norton, Willem Dafoe. I swear to God, oh. if he doesn't get a nomination for this. We haven't even seen it. We were already like, he shouldn't see the I don't even know if he's going to be have a prominent role, but if How he does... How was that guy that won an Oscar? I don't, I, I don't know. know. I don't get it. Uh, Ronan. Who's in Lady Bird and oh, yeah, Little Women? All those movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christoph Waltz, like we said, uh, and Tony 
Rev Valori. I think that's how you say it. You do know who that is. He's Flash in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home. Oh, okay. Because he was in... um, He was in Grand Budapest. Grand Budapest Hotel, yeah. Oh, I love him in that. That's how he got his start, was in Grand Budapest. Oh, that's funny. He did Homecoming. So now he's coming back for this, which is awesome. And then there's so much, so many more like A-listers that are going to be in there. I, I'm so excited. And it's set to release on July 24th, 2020. Wow. Okay. It'll be a nice little birthday present for me. Yeah. There (laughs) you go. go See it. Um, four days after my birthday, but yeah, that's, that's the French dispatch. I'm extremely excited. It has one of the coolest movie posters I've seen in a little while. I liked it too. Yeah, Yeah. It looks sick. So, um, next up, we have the sequel for last year's live action, the Aladdin film, uh, has officially is in the works for the sequel. You know, that was a weird sentence, but yeah, it's set for a sequel. Here is my opinion on that is, um, you know, Disney just, it's really sad because they, if they really try, they, they create quality products you know mm-hmm. like i don't know like where do you even begin uh frozen you know um is is one example all the mcu movies um i mean we can both agree for, uh, force awakens yeah you know and then like you know the jungle book which was freaking fantastic mm-hmm. the remake um that did really well so they're like oh now we should just start doing this for all of our movies and it to be fair, the Lion King remake, the animation was breathtaking. Oh, I'm sure. But there was just things that happened with the story. It, like, I wasn't going to see it, but my sister wanted to see it. And I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. Wasn't it weird? It looked like you were watching like National Geographic, but there were like, voices coming out from the animals. Yeah, That's right. and some of the... What was weird about it was some of like the voice acting was not good. Like the kid who um, voiced like the young Simba, yeah, horrible. Oh, he was bad. I the, his delivery was like, I it, I was like cringing. I was like, oh, oh this is so bad. That's, okay, you know what that reminds me of is how have you ever seen um, what's it called Almost Famous? Yeah. Okay. You I know how like every I love that two movie too. You know how everybody else movie in that movie is like a great actor. Yeah. You have, like Jason Lee and then. Uh, his uh his mom who's um what's her name i can't remember in from fargo yeah uh, francis mcnorman mm-hmm. um and then you have uh zoe de chanel and they're all just like they're really great like performances and then the kid is just like such a bad actor like the main kid it just like did you notice that like uh, i didn't notice I, that until like halfway through the movie i'm just like this kid is a horrible actor like i noticed it but it didn't really bother me oh, all really? that much i mean it didn't bother me it didn't too take much. me out it didn't of take it, me out of but, it either but like and with the young simba that took me out of it just because it's like first of all it's a new voice so it's like it's weird yeah because i'm like this doesn't sound right because it's not the original voice actor that's not the kid from home improvement yeah but it would i would have been okay with it if it was good yeah (laughs) and it was just not good line delivery was he like trying too hard to emulate uh i think his name was jonathan thomas jonathan taylor thomas uh I don't know. It was just bad. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, I, see. I, th- I think it was like one of his first things. Oh. So like, I'm not going to bash on him too hard since he's a kid and like <laughs> new to acting, but it was just not great. But uh, that was a nice solid burp. Not really. Coffee it was actually kind of bad. Coffee burps are the worst. Yeah. Um, Don't worry, guys. He'll edit that out. I'm not going to edit it out. <laughs> just enjoy that little gem. Um, anyway, yeah. Why are they doing this? Because money. Because <laughs> why not make a sequel mm. to it? But yeah, there is no really anything like to talk about for it because it's just been announced that it's been greenlit there's no script there's no names attached to it there's no like story for what they're going to do for it yet so i'm sure we'll keep you posted as development keeps going on and we'll talk about it once some things gets announced but i'm not going to see it <laughs> most likely yeah yeah i i enjoyed the first one the live action aladdin oh, really? i had a good time with it, was, it it was okay it wasn't great but it was fine i actually think i enjoyed it better than the gentleman guy Ritchie's new film oh wow okay <laughs> yeah it was just fun um jafar was not great but <laughs> that's fine um anyway enough about aladdin uh this is the one that i've been teasing you with for right. since yesterday what is it uh Indiana Jones 5 production begins in oh my this, God, this spring. Jones. This spring. Is, and Harrison Ford is in it, right? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. He starts shooting in two months. Wow. Okay. How yeah. That, oh, uh, yeah, I knew you would be excited wow, about it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've been hearing rumors about Indiana Jones 5 for like... Yeah, when I was a kid, like I looked at it... Five or six like, years. After Crystal Skull came out, I was like around like 2010... Um, it came out in 2008, but then like two years later, I just like look it up and just like, when's the next one coming out? Cause like, I know they're going to have another one. Right. Like, um, but, uh, oh yeah, we've been talking about no, this I know. since, since we were kids. Yeah. This has um, been And it said 2019, Indiana Jones five is coming out in 2019. It was supposed to come out last year. Um, but I forget what happened. There was some like production issue where like Spielberg couldn't do it at that time. Cause he was doing, um, West side story, which is coming out this year. Okay. Um, and then obviously Harrison Ford was doing star Wars. So is Sean Connery just... going to get paid $2 million to be in a picture again? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't doubt it, but I mean, we'll see. And, and this time him and Marion are, together yeah get married so i mean i have no idea what they're gonna do with the script um it's obviously complete and ready to go since they're starting shooting in two months yeah um is shia labeouf gonna be in it i have no clue i probably not weird. i don't think you would really that'd be again. weird if he wasn't because like what like i just need to say like he died off screen are they gonna pull a rise of skywalker on us i <laughs> No, I don't think they're going to say he died off screen. They'll probably just say he's off doing something. He probably ended up going to school. To college or something. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't know. Like, I know, I know, like, the other three are just on such a higher level. But I liked King of the Crystal Skull. I know you probably want to, like, kick me in the nuts right now. I have a clear shot, too, across this table. (laughs) 
Well, you know what? It's but just I'm not going to because that would be wrong. That would be wrong. But it'd be hilarious. I I just I don't know. I I had fun with it like when I was a kid, and then I went back and revisited it, and I'm just like, you know, like this for what it is. Like I'm I'm kind of enjoying this. Like it has cool scenes. Like you know, like all the the jungle scene and. It's kind of ridiculous at times. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's like, yeah, it's definitely a movie that would not make sense even if you're super wasted. You know? Right. And I have, I'm kind of similar. Like when he hit boat. in the fridge. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> same thing when it first came out. When I was, God, freaking nine. You're like wow. I loved it because Indiana Jones, and I didn't care what the hell was going on. Hmm. But then. I revisited again, uh, probably around like 2015 or something. And you just didn't and like I, it. Yeah, you know, high school now, and I was like, uh, this is not great, but it's still fun. And then I watched it again like two years ago, like while I was at in college, and I was like, oh. ah, Jake, I'm good. sorry, it's, it's, I'm sorry, it's not an indie A24 film made by the Safdie brothers. Listen, listen, listen. It's I rewatched all four. Of those films in like a week, um, last when I last school year, my sophomore year in college, having a great time, got it to Crystal School. That could have been so bad. I would have been so mad. I almost spilled uh, my coffee. Yeah, for all you people listening, Donovan went to grab his cup of coffee and like almost knocked it off the I table. I am a Butterfingers. Um, but anyway, yeah, I was watching it and. It's just nowhere near the level of the other three. Oh no! I mean, not. going from the Last Crusade into Crystal Skull. I know, oh. that's true. Like, I think objectively one of one of the best movies uh, ever made. You know, um, like, and then following up with like, there's like weird still frame or weird uh, close up shots on on uh prairie dogs and yeah. and and like there's this russian guy who's like you know a, a, a colonel and indiana jones who's like 80 years old beats him in a fist fight hey what? he was 70 years old he was 70 that's true he was 70 i'm sorry <laughs> he's in his 80s now must like swing him through the jungle with some monkeys and i mean to be fair i do really enjoy it like the first half of it but like probably up until uh, they get captured by the Russians. You know that's that's something cool about the film, though. Like each kind of each kind of segment has like its own vibe. You have like the like the fifties type of like. That's probably my favorite part of the whole film. For sure, no. That that's, that, I that's love that really part too. interesting. Like the fifties yeah. part, like you know, like all the stuff that like you know, the Russians are and all that. Like the Russians are huge, mm-hmm. and they have like um and like the KGB or whatever. Is like there's kind of like that espionage thing going on. You meet Mutt, yeah. Um, and then you have like the jungle part, which is you know typical Indiana Jones fare, um, mm. which I thought was really fun. And then the last part, which is like just Steven Spielberg just like going nuts, just doing like. Well, he um, didn't want to do that actually. That oh, was really? all George Lucas. Oh, okay. George I, Lucas was like, "Let's do aliens," and Spielberg was like, "No, okay, that's ridiculous. That's just like I don't Spielberg want to do all that." Over that though. See, Steven loves aliens. Well, he does, but. At that time, he had already done like three the alien, alien films, yeah, no, and he no. didn't want to do another one. He that's, was like, "I'm burnt out on alien stuff right now." I, like, I thought the last part that. was kind of like you know, like the 
like the okay like now yeah. now it's a little a little crazy yeah that, that was all george lucas being george lucas well, does a good job know. following the 3x structure though yeah, no, it does. Uh, well, that was our review, our, our quick little review. Of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I would give it a seven and a half. I would probably give it a two and a half, three out of five. Oh. Yeah. Jake, again, I'm sorry it doesn't have Robert Pattinson drinking Sprite okay, or whatever listen, is going on. All of these movie. good time references, can I just ask, have you finally watched it? Um, I was about to, and then I fell asleep. How far did you get into it? No, I didn't get into it. I'm not saying it was boring and I fell asleep. I'm saying, like, I was like, you know, I have to wake up at, like, 8 in the morning. I'm, I'm just going to go to bed. For all you guys listening, I've been trying to get Donovan to watch Good Time for, like, four or five months now. And he it's, still has it. That's the top of my list. And it's on Netflix now. And, and it's an hour still, and a half. Easy it's to watch. a short film. And you still haven't seen it. It's not a student. It better not be, like, a student short film, though. It's... It's not. Okay. That's okay. great. Okay. Maybe we can do that next time. Yes. Okay. Because um, I don't think anything's coming out next week or this week. Um, so, anyway, back to Indy 5. Uh, uh, pre-production is pretty much finished. They're going to be go- starting principal photography in two months. Um, Spielberg is obviously returning to direct. And then... There's really no other names announced that are involved with it yet. No okay. other cast members. Uh, the names of the writers haven't been released. It's pretty like hush hush hmm. right now. But I'm sure over the next, the course of the production, we're going to be getting names and set photos and stuff like that that we'll be talking about on the pod. So. We'll, we'll be getting the news coming up okay. for it. But and, and we'll keep you guys updated. Yeah, and it's uh, shooting for July 2021. Um, oh, it's so, in here. Yeah, about a year and a half. Harrison Ford's not getting any younger. No, he's not. He's like 86. And you can't say the Obi-Wan thing where even McGregor age, uh, aging is perfect. No, you out. can't. No, Harrison Ford this is, is the opposite <laughs> way. <laughs> exactly. He, he's a poor guy. That's nah, all right. I mean, he's actually like in an interview i think it was like with cbs or something um a couple weeks ago he was actually like unlike han solo he where he doesn't ever want to keep going back to that he like is ecstatic about keep keeping like coming back to indiana jones yeah he just i guess has a really fun time with that character in those movies. With Indiana Jones or Han Solo? Indiana Jones. Oh, okay, okay. No, he never likes going back to Han Solo. No, I know. But, I mean, he did it He did it for the fans in the he, last Oh, one. yeah, he will. Also, in and that brought, interview, he's like, brought hey, some tears to my eyes. These people, I got to satisfy my customers. Got to give the people oh, what yeah, they want. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's what he said in the interview. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. What are you doing? Uh, I'm just uh, looking at my notes for the uh, the the movie. All right, should we get into it? I think we should. All right. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh yes, okay. Game time. Time for the game. Okay. I got oh, one. the game. Yes. Okay, you have one this time. I got one for okay. you. Um. All right, I'm I'm ready. Okay. So, I'll set the scene. It's the mid '80s. It's a wild, wild time in the world. And 
course you do an 80s one. Of course I'm doing an 80s one. It's my favorite era for films. <laughs> um, this crazy kid steals a ridiculous, insane piece of technology and ends up being transported through time and has to figure out what the hell is going on and has to try and get home before he's stuck there forever. He has to try and get home before he's stuck there forever. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Back to the future? Dang it! <laughs> I purposely left out the time machine. Is it like There's Back a crazy to the Future, old like part two? No, it's it just the first, the first one? one. Okay, okay. He's um. stuck in the past. He gets stuck in the past. Uh, he doesn't. I mean, he technically steals the DeLorean. I mean, not really. Uh, like Doc, by accident. Yeah. Well, he was just trying to drive away from the Libyans. <laughs> but um, he gets stuck in the, in the past, and he has to fix things. Otherwise, uh, he has to get his parents together. Otherwise, he's going to be stuck there forever and disappear. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that. That I feel like. If you hadn't said 80s, Dang it. I, you know. As that was coming out of my mouth, I was like, this might be a dead giveaway. Because I do not think that's a super 80s movie. I feel like that's a movie that could have come out like any yeah, it time period. Come out because, anytime. you know, like it just, <clears throat> the whole point is he goes 30 years into the past. Right. So it's not like. <sighs> I knew I shouldn't have said mid 80s film. I mean, take off the red vest and he would look like, you know, someone from like today, you know? Yeah, his popper vest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, partly because everybody from today dresses like the 80s. But. Mm-hmm. 80s and 90s. <laughs> okay. But anyway, well, right. I'll try and come up with a better one next week. All right. I, I think... That was a good spot. Um, I, I think I have one. Okay. So, um, this, uh, let's see. Do 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 Okay, so after committing some some light incest, a what? A boy and his walking trash can go. To talk to um, an elf, and uh, they all end up smelling really bad by the end of the movie. Star Wars? A New Hope? Nope. Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Okay, you got it. <laughs> A light incest. <laughs> Is that when Leia kissed Luke? In yeah, the I was like. <laughs> You know what's funny for me is because, um, like everyone else, like who probably didn't even like think anything of that. Like I knew because I watched them all. Like I watched Phantom Menace. To, oh, you started from the yeah. Okay. But, like I knew they were siblings. So I'm just I, when I watched that, I was like, what the? Fuck? I was like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> what is going? Why? Yeah, I when I first watched Star Wars, I watched it prequels and then or. Um, originals and then prequels i wanted you know yeah i i wish i watched it that way too because you know i wanted to, to ding off a point for empire strikes back for that but it's kind of like you know taking off a point for um 
Like if you see like a, a I mean they didn't know they were related yeah, that's, at that's that true. time. It's just too good. It's too Okay. Um and also to be fair, Lucas didn't even know that he wanted to take it in that direction at that time either. Oh, so there's a bit of um there's a bit of the uh problems with the new sequel trilogy in in the old yes. ones too. He didn't finish he didn't finish his script before the, he was no. like, hmm, where are I gonna go now? Oh okay, let's make them siblings. Yeah. Um you hear that where you just didn't care i don't remember mm-hmm. but yeah that and, was pretty good and like han's all like mad in the background i bet like when han like found out like oh god he probably thought of that yeah that probably would have been the first thing that came to his mind i know uh, she also kissed him on the cheek in a new hope that that's true yeah that's true. Uh. han's like okay so i'm trying to get with this girl but she's really into her brother what do i do c3po is <laughs> probably like huh six thousand forms of communication um going back to like ways of watching the films have you ever heard of the machete um order no uh it's where you watch um a new hope and then empire strikes back and then you go back and watch the prequels and then go to return of the jedi why do you do that um it's you do the four and five and then you go back because then like it gives insight into like it is a it allows you to have like the throne room scene like carry a ton more weight after like seeing Anakin's story and then you feel you have all of the feels from all of that after that probably gives you more appreciation for the last Jedi too or not uh, for Return of the Jedi too right and then you also find out (laughs) and you also find out that Luke and Leia are siblings at the end of uh, oh so it kind of gives you some time to like to decompress and to yeah well because like roast out after five you still only think luke is an only child and then you go all the way into revenge of the sith and then you're like oh uh padme's carrying luke cool and then when she's giving birth and they're like twins they're like what (laughs) he's a sibling who's the sibling and then there's like leia you're like what (laughs) oh And then you oh, go geez. into Return of the Jedi, and I guess God, it just brings a whole lot more these weight into these eighty eighties movies and like all the all the light incest, like the Back to the Future too. Like, oh yeah, that's true. I yeah. remember um, I was talking to this one kid at school. Um, I think I was in tenth grade. I can't even remember who it was, but um, it was like I was, we were talking about movies, and I'm like, oh, I just uh, binge watched the Back to the Future trilogy. It was really good. Um, the said the first and second one are like some of my favorite movies now and then he said uh he's like oh i'm like really loud around all the like the kids and the yard duty he's like oh i'm not allowed to watch back to the future because i guess he likes to make out with his mom in that movie (laughs) (laughs) and i just like i like looked around and like everybody stops like the lady who's like you know serving the food at the snack bar stops the yard duty you know, just like stops what she's doing, gets off her phone, like just stares at me and this kid. I just, I don't think I've ever been more embarrassed at at school. That's so awkward. 
He doesn't like making out with his mom. No, his I, mom likes making out with him. Okay, well, not even that. River does. Oh God. Okay, you know what? Let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about the movie now because there can't quite there, there can't possibly be like anything controversial or like like weird in this movie, right? Oh boy, oh boy, we're about to find out. All right. And to be fair, also Back to the Future is one of my. <laughs> Top five favorite films of all time. So I don't care about the light incident. Oh, that's okay. All right. Well, let's get into Birds of Prey. Or should I say Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey? Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, because it's her movie. Because I want to start off talking about that and say it should not be called the Birds of Prey and one emancipation of one fabulous Harley Quinn. Yeah, something like that. Because it's... The birds of prey don't show up and actually become birds of prey until the final act. No, I know. So it's Harley's movie. It should be Harley Quinn and the birds of prey. Exactly. But whatever. Hmm. So, all right, let's tell me your thoughts. Okay. So let's get into this. Let's see. Um, do, do we need to do like a summary or are we not doing that anymore? Nah. Okay. If people are listening to this episode, you better have seen yeah, that's Birds true. of Prey because we're tearing it apart. So, um, well, first of all, there's, there's your spoiler warning. I I really I would I really liked it. I'd even say I I I loved this film. Um, you know, I don't really like to I don't like to describe movie like I noticed when people uh, when people saw like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies they're like oh they're such a fun time mm-hmm. and I think that's a dumb way to like describe a film same thing when Solo came out it's like a fun summer movie I think that's like I think that's a stupid way to describe a movie it's an yet, accurate way though but I just could not like I just had such a fun enjoyable time at the theater like I you know like every time like like she's just kind of like she's Margot Robbie is just giving her all into the role and just like kind of just going insane um like, <laughs> like with the egg sandwich and she's like um <clears throat> you know i just i just don't have any other way to describe it it's just i just had so much it was fun a blast watching it. yeah it was, it was it a was blast great um you know i just think so people like to compare this movie to Deadpool, which I guess I can see a little bit, and uh, as as I mentioned before, they like to compare it to Guardians of the Galaxy, which I don't see at all. I don't. I haven't heard the Guardians really comparison. I've always I've only been hearing it's. I wouldn't even say comparing it to Deadpool, but like I've heard a lot of people say it has the vibes of Deadpool and a Tarantino film. Okay, yeah, that I can see. I would say that's fun. Okay, I would say it's like Deadpool meets Kill Bill with a little bit of uh, with a little bit of kick-ass sprinkled in there. Yeah, and also, I mean, a little bit of Pulp Fiction for the... Um, for the, the... The timeline. The time, that's yeah. true, yeah, yeah. And um, the unconventional storytelling. You know, I, I really feel like with... <laughs> With this film, um, it's you, it's not that hard to make a, a really great movie like this because you don't need like some profound storyline. Like you know, all you can have is like basically she's just you know there's this kind of psycho mob boss who's trying to kill her, and she's just going through her life, 
Um, and I really feel like this movie hits on two levels. For one, it's like kind of like, like oh my god, I'm having so much fun with this movie. There is the Guardians of the Galaxy aspect where it's like set to music. Like there's yeah. like a fight scene set set to music, and that is like that is my kryptonite. Like if there's like a fight scene with like a good song and like the like the punches or whatever are synced to like the beats right. in the song. I just love that, you know? Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, like that's, that's all well and good and that's fun. But I also think this movie like can be like really deep and like hard at times. Like, you know, uh, in suicide squad, it kind of makes me not that anyone cares like, cause suicide squad's <laughs> stupid, but it kind of makes me not like suicide squad as much. Like, Finally, yeah. he comes around because, like, it just did not do her character justice. Like, this is somebody who's like a, a truly broken person who just tries to kind of like put on this mask of like being like, you know, um, a bit like flirty and then like kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, she is she is crazy, but like yeah. kind of just like act like super wacky just to kind of cover her her feelings of like you know pain and everyone just kind of walks all over her and like. You know, you can see like you can see how much it hits her. You know, when when the the Asian guy he, like sells her out, so right. you're, like it's like God, that's like that. It was that like hurts, the only you know? person in Gotham that didn't want to kill her. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, and you know, like she's just. It really makes you like. I mean, I'm surprised that like it's taken this long. For me to say this, but it really makes you like her as a person, not like oh Harley Quinn right. is like awesome for whatever it makes reason. Makes you sympathize. It for makes her. you sympathize exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think that is a uh, a super. That's it's like a basic. It's like a basic rule in making a good film, like with a good character, but also one that will go a long way. Is make your character able to be your main character able to be uh, sympathized with, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think they did a really good job of that, you know? Yeah. Um, There's something I wanted to talk about. Oh, um, yeah. Going back with the whole music stuff, I feel like what this movie is is what Suicide Squad wanted to be. Yeah, like in, in parts, yeah. This sure. is what Suicide Squad, like, strived to, like, fix to become because – it was originally supposed to be a much, much darker film. Mm. And then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy came out and D- DC saw like how incredible people were liking it. And they're like, oh, well, we need to Let's make this now. movie fun and have pop music in it and yeah. all this stuff. And so then that's <laughs> why – because if you remember, there was – the first trailer that dropped for it and it was very like dark and like dingy and yeah not no, I know. at all and then they released the new trailer and it was full of pop music and colors and neon and all that stuff yeah and then they had the trailer editing company that made that trailer recut the entire film hmm. so that's like I still can't believe they would actually do that, but they did that. And I think this film is what they wanted to make it Mm. Suicide Squad become. But this is so much better than Suicide Squad. And I think it's because, like, a lot of people's argument was, like, like, just because this Suicide Squad did what Birds of Prey did right, 
you know, Birds of Prey didn't do what Suicide Squad did wrong. Like a lot of people are right. like, but the but there's so much good music in in Suicide Squad. It's like okay, yeah. So the whole first forty five minutes is like it, like blew their budget on like. Well, it's like them trying to like introduce all the characters, and the only character development they get is with the songs that are attached to their introductions. Yeah, that's and true. they don't get any go any deeper than that where in this like you see full-on character development throughout the entire film and there's the trajectory from where the characters start in the beginning and who they are at the end are very different characters mm. and so birds of prey develop their characters very well yeah no that's <laughs> and introduce them good too um yeah i think that was well done because there weren't like a million characters um and even though it's Harley Quinn's movie, like, you really kind of feel for, like, the side characters, um, like, what's her name? Uh, Renee Montoya, like, mm-hmm. you feel like, you know, she kind of gets keeps getting screwed over at her job, and it's just like, you know, it's really lame, and it's realistic, you know, it happens all the time. Right. Um, and then with, uh, uh, what's her name? Black Canary. Yeah. Like, you kind of, like, you know. And, uh, you know, even, like... They do a really good job with Huntress too. Kind of, she has like kind of that Boba Fett thing going I on. I wish like there was more. I wish, of her. I wish she was in the movie. She was more. really cool. Yeah, she was. She was cool. Um, but you know, I, I I feel like like that's kind of like a good way to to kind of have your characters and uh, and a lot of people are saying I'm not sure if it's because there's like a bunch of like it's a female led cast or like because the main bad guy is a man or whatever. They're like, oh, like you know, it's like such a like he's a misogynist oh, character okay well i'm glad you brought this up because okay. i wasn't gonna bring it up because i didn't feel like i just bringing it up, think he's but, kind of a horrible person yeah i don't think he's like I, I before going into this film so first of all when the trailers dropped i wasn't like super hyped for it i was just like yeah it looks pretty cool yeah but like it felt like i don't know it felt off to me i was like hmm it seems fine, I guess. I'm not really excited for it. I'll see it, whatever. And then after all of like the re- reviews were coming in and it was all the like, all I was hearing about it was, yes, it's a extremely feminist film. All the guys in it are horrible and the main villain is extremely misogynistic and a horrible person. And like, he's disgusting and horrible to women, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I really don't want to see this now. And like, when I got to the theater, I was like, well, let's just go get this over with. And then I was watching it and I was like, what are these people talking about? Yeah, I know. Like the only, there's only one time in the entire film that felt slightly maybe misogynistic is when he like yeah. made that girl the get on the table scene. and like yeah, that take was, her dress that off was and very, stuff. I thought that was very hard to watch, but like the whole point is it like, didn't even feel like he's misogynistic like, no, necessarily. Like, it was just he's just like a he's just a he's dick. crazy. He's a jerk. He's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. He's just the terrible like, person. I wouldn't even say like he's a crazy misogynist. It just seems like but he's that's, a terrible person. Yeah. I don't even think. I don't even think he was. He wasn't doing that because he was like into it at all. He was like, no, he was like punishing her because she thought she was laughing at him. Exactly. He would have probably done that to literally anybody. And I feel like you know he had uh, him and uh, Victor Zaz definitely had that Mr. Burns and I. I didn't pick up on that. 
I don't know how you didn't because okay, especially I didn't like pick up on it. Like and it cracked know. me up too. Like it was because so I was hearing too. that like, too. Like they're not trying. The movie's like not trying to like wave it in your face that like oh look we have LGBT characters in the film <clears> now. You know, um, they're just like you know. To, I'm not saying that would be bad. I'm saying like no, not yeah, trying I to just, like meet the diversity. They weren't trying quota. to th- like throw it in. But your dude, face. I think it's it's a very funny like little little thing to pick up on if you do see the movie again. Well, I kind of want to see it again just to see okay. if I pick up on like that because I didn't pick it up on Bla- it at all. I feel like okay, Black Mask, uh, Roman Sionis, he could be gay. Could just kind of be whatever he's into, you know. But I feel like one thing was was certain is he wasn't into Victor's ass. But Victor's ass was definitely into him because, like, just like when he's like, I'm stressed out. And he's like, oh, let me, let me rub your back, sir. And he's, like, getting all into it. And he's like, hmm. Uh, and, you know, uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. I just maybe that that's was... why I didn't pick up on it because I was hearing that um, Sionis was gay. So I wasn't looking at um, whatever his face is um, at all. Oh, really? I wasn't. I just wasn't paying attention to that. So maybe that's why I didn't pick up on it. But then again, also I told you after I saw it, I saw the gentleman the day before, and oh. there was a character in that that is so blatantly gay and makes gay into windows constantly through oh, really? the film, and it got so annoying. I was like, you're, dude, you're come like, on! You're probably like desensitized, and now you can't really tell. Like, yeah. Subtle, so like, when I watched Birds of Prey, and you told me that, I was like, well, maybe it's because it was just so in my face for two hours that now I just can't pick up on it, the subtlety. But yeah, in the jump, like, okay, I doubt you're gonna see the gentleman. Are you? I mean, I I might. I still haven't seen Snatch yet. Okay. So. Well. I'd probably see the gentleman first. Um, anyway, it, it's similar. It's told <laughs> by a narrator, um, which it's like a private detective is talking to this guy who works for Matthew McConaughey's character, who's this marijuana like drug lord. Okay, um, and he's telling this story, um, and that's like the, how the whole movie is told is through him telling this guy, and. This private detective is obviously gay for this dude. Okay. Because there's nonstop him, like, making sexual indoor windows towards him. And, like, <laughs> like at one point, like, the other guy, he's like, all right, well, it's getting late. I want to go to bed. You should probably leave. And he's like, oh, can I come with you? <laughs> like, like maybe even cuddle up a little bit i was like oh my god you're like wow that's not subtle like dude no it's like that the entire time oh my god and like probably every 15 minutes there's probably one so by the end i was just like oh my god just stop with it it's getting annoying like the first few times i laughed and i thought it was funny but by the end i was like this is just so overused yeah no for sure so anyway back to birds of prey yeah i didn't pick up on that okay gotcha i kind of want to see it again yeah definitely pick it up um no, I, I think I, you can just tell Ewan McGregor is just having so oh, much fun. Oh, he's having the time he's of just his having life a blast with that like character. Being this like, like flamboyant, like psycho. Like, <laughs> I think my favorite scene with him was when Harley was up in his apartment and he was showing him or showing her the um, tiny heads. And he's like, <laughs> "Look at this." It's so gross. Ew. <laughs> now it's just in my room. Ew. <laughs> Dude, I laughed oh God, so was, hard. No, I know. That uh that was that was good. And let me just say like I'm not sure 
if the film was intended to make you like laugh out loud. I think it probably was. I didn't feel like I'm not saying like, oh, that joke right there flopped. Um, I'm just saying like I didn't. I don't think I laughed as much as they would have wanted me to. I laughed out loud like twice. Mm-hmm. I think maybe three times. Okay, one of them it was sometime during that scene when he's like showing her out. Like, <laughs> that that scene was so funny. And then um, when uh, Renee Montoya comes in and uh, during the third act when they're in the carnival and she's like everyone like freeze and Harley like sticks Victor Zaz with the dart like one more time. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, um, that was pretty good. And then. Uh, what was the other part I laughed at? Oh, when um, I thought it was I thought it was really hilarious when uh, it's like she's tied up and um, Black Mask is about to have Zaz kill her, and it's like all the reasons that like why, and mm-hmm. one of them is it has a vagina. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought that, that was, was hilarious. That was funny too. Um, but um, I don't know. I feel like you know maybe I'm not. I wouldn't like ding any points from it, but. Um, I, I do feel like in the future it can it could just be funnier maybe I don't I don't know is that just me? Uh, it might just be you because okay. the entire um, like breakfast sandwich sequence I was dying. oh that that was funny too I that was funny that was hilarious okay. and it was all, <laughs> and she dropped it and it's all slow mo and she's crying <laughs> and she's also it was so funny when I saw that in the trailer when she's like crying I was like oh wow something must really really bad must happen to her but it was the breakfast just sandwich. dropped her breakfast sandwich um but um yeah overall I really liked how she's just kind of like you know marches to the beat of her own drum and it's not as much as like in suicide squad where she just seems like she's just like oh this is the crazy lady it's like you know right. she's just like her very much herself and um to like to the clothes that she wears like they right. didn't like i like that they didn't uh and this is weird coming from me that uh, in a movie that margot robbie is in they didn't i'm glad they didn't over sexualize her mm-hmm. just because you know I feel like you can we see that in like lots of movies and like you know they just kind of took that that the costume the co- I think the costume design was very good because it just kind of like she's wearing that shirt that said uh, Harley Epping Quinn oh, right. which I thought yeah. was hilarious and then like towards the end of the movie she's wearing like the yellow like the yellow jumpsuit and mm-hmm. it's just like this is all stuff that Harley Quinn had like think looks yeah. good right um but um yeah I I really uh, I think we can both agree, like that, she was like the best part of the film. Yeah, I I agree with that. I do. I think she was. I mean, she killed it. Yeah, obviously. Um, and I'm really excited to see her in the Suicide Squad. So is that going to be like? Because I didn't really feel like. I feel like she definitely had some growth, uh, which was the kind of the whole point of the movie, so right. Suicide Squad, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, was uh, is so is it gonna be like like this is is the Suicide Squad gonna mm-hmm. be in the same universe as Suicide Squad? Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like it's a sequel slash like soft reboot. Okay. I guess. So basically, she's she's like got locked up in prison again. I don't know what, how they're gonna do it yeah i mean it could just because the suicide squad isn't a isn't always like a group of prisoners that 
they take. What do you mean? Like, I think also sometimes they'll, like, recruit, like, just criminals oh. for it. Okay. Or, like, blackmail them into doing it. Be like, I'll arrest you, or <laughs> you can help us with this. And it's James Gunn, right? He's yeah, like, oh, he, okay. he yeah, wrote and directed it. Yeah. And that's that was kind of the blessing with the whole him getting fired from Disney for a, situ- mm-hmm. for a second, because now he's doing the Suicide Squad, and now he's still going to be able to do Guardians 3. So exciting. <laughs> so it kinda, it's a win-win situation now that he's hired back. Yeah. Um exactly they're pretty close to finishing shooting okay um i think it comes out next summer i think i think that's what i'm pretty sure it's 2021 sometime yeah probably july um so i'm i'm just excited because it's james gunn doing it but after seeing this i'm very excited to see harley again with that for sure um what did you think of all of the action in it um, I thought it was, I thought that all the, the fight scenes were really fun. Um, they, I'm not sure if they gave me like that. I don't know. I don't know what it is with, with me. I, like, am, am I just like a bloodthirsty person? Cause like when I see like kill bill and I'm just like, you know, like she's like cutting off limbs and blood, like I'm just like, yep. That's that's what's up. Yeah, and I, I think like Tarantino he, just completely just goes, spoiled you. Yeah, no, because now he did. any action below his level, because you're just like, like Meh, you know, it's cool. I she's guess she's like, okay. So I remember, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but they kind of like slowly amped up the action because at first it's just kind of like her kicking people around, and you know, she has like the confetti gun at the police station, but and that was a fun scene too. Mm-hmm. And then like all the prisoners come out and they're like. They're like looking all like creepy and like maybe maybe a little rapey. And then, <laughs> and then like she has she gets like the baseball bat, she just like knocks them all out, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that was satisfying, you know. Um yeah. that was satisfying to see. And then um then it like, you know, then it gets a little more they turn the dial up a little more and they have uh, all the bikers come and then one guy is choking her and like obviously she like doesn't want to die but she's like smiling a little bit right and then she like lights his beard on fire and it's like oh wow okay and then at the very the last action sequence in the carnival like i feel like that is kind of when it got a little like bloody like she has like the mallet and she like smashes the guy's head open oh yeah and that actually made me say like i actually like blurted out i was like oh my god like when i yeah. saw that in the i theater. mean even in when Huntress, Huntress was stabbing that guy repeatedly no, going know. down the slide, and you see like blood just flying out. Yeah, that was so. I feel, I feel like the the fight scenes are definitely good. I, I like them. Um, what was your favorite fight scene? Um, probably. Hmm. I I really I really liked. Um, Like the end, like the when they're when she's on the roller skates with the car, mm-hmm. and she's like riding the car, and she's just throwing the guys out. That was a really um, that good was one. Yeah. that was really fun. And then how she killed Black Mask, or how oh her, I that was the scene where I went ver- like verbally yeah, was just, like oh my god I, I said that there too because he just like exploded <laughs> he exploded I was like geez I just wasn't expecting him to blow up I into know. a billion little pieces yeah that was that was that was insane um. But 
honestly, probably like the whole police station sequence yes. was probably my favorite because that that was that was all just like lots of fun. Glad and then you said like that because that was like my favorite sequence in the whole film. And I like how they did that too because it's like they didn't just have like three fights back to back to back. Right. With, they just they kind of like did the first one, then it they showed some ramped up. They showed some like um, some flashbacks and some context. Oh, and they yeah. showed like the second one, and then there's a little bit of time between the second one and the third one. Even though in chronological order, all three fights probably took place within like 25 minutes. You know. Um. Yeah. So just a little bit on that. So they brought in the stunt. What? 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 Oh, you like looked at me like, yeah, you drank my coffee again. No. <laughs> Which I did. I, I, but, oh, okay. I, I noticed. Yeah. It's just really <laughs> yummy. Um, okay. Uh, they brought in the stunt guy from John Wick to coordinate that scene. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Just, uh, I'm sorry, the coffee thing cracking up. Okay, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Glad, I'm glad you liked it. They, they brought in the stunt guy. From yeah. Yes. So to coordinate all the stunts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm listening. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really well done. <laughs> well, no, I'm laughing. Um. Yeah. God. Whew. <laughs> uh. Did. <laughs> Your laughing is making me laugh. Um, God, um, stop laughing. (laughs) Yeah, sit there and drink your coffee. Don't laugh. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, what do you think of the uh, the the like storytelling? Did you get confused at all? I didn't get confused, and like I remember. We were saying, like, I was saying, like, oh, I heard, like, this might be, like, a really fun movie to, like, show up really high to. And you're, like, you're, like, no, I think that'd be confusing. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that I wouldn't be confused, but I don't think, like, okay, you know what movie was kind of confusing in their constant use of, like, flashbacks and, like, back to the, was Jackie Brown. Like did, really? did that kind of that kind of confused me? I was like, I'm glad you're so like you're such a good like you pay attention to stuff like that because um, I just kept having to ask you. I'm just like, wait, so what's going on here? Wh- wh- which part is this? Um, and uh, you said, what was it? You just kind of explained it to me, so. I don't know. I, I feel like this is kind of a weird opposite situation where, like, you were a little more confused than I was. Because yeah, I kind of got, I, like, where everything was. Um, <clears throat> like, all the all the flashbacks. It kind of made sense. Like, it's like, okay, this is during her, like, drinking and, like, depression phase because of the breakup. And then, like, she kind of... Um, and the use of clothing was very strategic to kind of show you, like, what's going on where and, you know... Like, in, in the flashback scene, she had the long hair, and then she, like, cut her pigtails for the short hair. And um, <clears throat> No, I, I, I didn't think that was confusing. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I didn't get confused, necessarily. It was just she came into the police station and then, like, shot the first, like, the front desk guard, and then it went back into the flashback. But we were in the flashback for like 30 minutes so i kind of forgot 
what okay, was going on I can get when that. we got back to the police station, and it took me a second to like. That's a good point. Remember what happened? We were on the flash. We were in the flashback for a little, a little too long. Yeah, I would say that's. I I wasn't really confused. It just like kind of caught me off guard for a second, and I had to like uh, get my grounding back. Mm. Um, but that's really it. Other than that, I didn't really find it too confusing. Mm. It was just kind of whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that flashback went a little too long because <laughs> I definitely was like, wait, what's going on? Oh, we're back at the... Okay, we were in a flashback. I forgot that <laughs> we were at the police station. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So that's pretty much the only confusion I had had. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's, I'm trying to think any, um, what would you, any gripes about the movie? Any, any negative, um, negative observations? Not really. I, the only gripes I have don't really have anything to do with the film itself. It's more just about the marketing. Um, I just feel like the marketing wasn't very good. Um, just for some reason, I've heard a lot of people talk about it after seeing the film that the trailer, for some reason, didn't give them the vibe of what the the film was going to be at all, and like it was, it just didn't land. But no one can like figure out what exactly went wrong with it. Hmm. I can't either. It's just the marketing didn't like sell me on the film. That's a good point. Yeah. Because every every like. Uh, trailer reaction i saw when the trailer dropped was like people were just talking about like yeah it looks cool i guess i'll see it like no one was really like hyped for it see okay that that's what so that's something i noticed and again i'm nothing negative on the movie itself because yeah i thought the film was incredible it was a really good time but it was just more the marketing it was so yeah for me it was kind of like it was like i so I saw most of the trailers and stuff on uh, Instagram, and I like nothing about the trailer because I was already excited to see it. Because you know, first of all, yeah, you've been excited my for it since it was announced like three um, or four years ago. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my god, like yes. Um, but yeah, you know, nothing about the trailer. Either trailer made me go uh-huh. like, oh my god, like that's gonna that. Oh, there's this. Yeah, like oh, I um, cannot wait to see that. I mean, the one you know? thing is, I was like. You know, because I'm not, like, a comic book guy, but, you know, I I know, like, the characters I like. And um, I think it's kind of cool they had, because Harley has a hyena. Right. Um, I think she has two, actually, in the comics. Yeah, in the comics, she has um, two. But I think that's cool. It's like, oh, like, there's a hyena in there. Um, and it's and she, or she has, like, a hyena in the movie. And I thought, like, that's, that's a cool little bit of fan service. But every single comment I saw under the trailer, I'd be like... Okay, you know, it just kind of remind me that Birds of Prey was coming out. Right. But then every single comment was just like, "This is gonna be stupid. This is gonna flop. Like, um, no thanks." And it's just kind of stuff like that. And it's just, I right. even like asked like why I commented. I'm like, so like, I mean, I'm just curious. Like, why all the negativity? And like, I got like five comments back, and they're just like, most of the people are just like, "Oh, unnecessary movie." Like. <laughs> I want to see where, where's my Green Lantern movie or something like that. It's just like you really want to you really want to try that again. No, I yeah. definitely don't want to go back to that. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, back when uh, Ryan Reynolds was a B-list celebrity. <laughs> yeah, he was a B-lister back then. He was only in like rom-coms back then. I know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But 
I don't know, man. I, I just, yeah, they definitely did not do a good job with the marketing for it. Yeah. And then that's I kinda, can't pinpoint why. Like, I can't no pinpoint one, either. It just, why either. It just didn't land. That's probably, like, one of the reasons also that, like, it did. It had a really bad opening weekend. But I don't think, you know. Yeah, I, it's not really doing too I, well at the box. I don't box think office. that that really, like, should change people's enjoyment of it. Like, no. You know, there's, look at how many like movies that people we can call this a sleeper hit first of all yeah no it definitely is many movies had like terrible like openings but like people uh that you know people loved eternal sunshine of the spotless Mm -hmm. mind the nice guys the nice guys definitely um mayhem you know with with glenn from walking dead right no like nobody saw that movie and that's that's, no that movie was great that movie was so good is that the one where they got locked in the Building in the building and they're gonna fight their way up because yeah, of the disease that movie was so <laughs> that was a great it's movie so good um, um but yeah there's lots of movies that are that are sleeper hits and or that don't really make like they don't really make like a decent amount of money i mean um, this is no nowhere near a flop at all yeah um it's just like they made after way less the, money than they thought yeah it's not gonna be super profitable but um, after it goes, comes out in Japan, they're going to make their, they're going to break even and make a small profit. Okay. Yeah. So well, they still haven't made any money off of it. I mean, they obviously have from all, where it's been released everywhere, but oh, okay. for, in terms of opening weekends, they still have Japan okay. too. So, I mean, we'll see. It's nowhere near a flop. You know, they're at least making their money back. Yeah, but for sure. Um, it's not super profitable. And I feel like anyone who's criticizing it is just probably like someone from the comics going like, "Oh, that doesn't. That's which is so annoying. Like people like that are like the equivalent of like, I guess, just Star Wars fans in general. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like you're ruining everybody's fun. Nobody likes you. Please shut yeah. up. <laughs> no, you're ruining my fun. Shut up. Go away. And that's – and notice – I think you told me this actually. Like the loudest side of the internet is um, is like the people who are, uh, you know, the those who are like most angry, you know, like – Oh, no, it is. It, it's, it's just like – Because people who are content just don't blabber about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. They're on not the like, internet. Wow, this movie is really good. You know, they just kind of like think it. Right. Um, and I feel like it's really annoying. Um, a good, really good example of this I can think of is The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. That's my favorite of the three. In my opinion. It's yeah, incredible. And I'm really glad. You know, The Dark Knight trilogy is one of those, um, like, one of the, you know, sets of movies that I can say, like, every, like, every entry in this series. There's a valid reason why it can be somebody's favorite. You oh, know, like I know yeah. the Dark Knight like is like the most popular. It's such an amazing movie, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if you like Batman Begins like more than the other two, it's like, yeah, I can <laughs> totally see why. I, I get it. You know, like same thing with um, the Dark Knight Rises. If you like right. that better than the other two, I can totally see why. But for some reason, um, it gets so because much because everybody like complains like there's like a plot hole or something, and then but the main thing is like people. Are like oh that's not my bane bane from the comics is like he has like a, a different mask and like he's like he's like latino or something and it's just it's just so dumb and annoying um when you know tom hardy obviously did a fantastic job oh, he's was incredible so good um 
And it's just it's just really lame. Like when people like complain that like it's different from the source material. Like, okay, you just want to see like a live action adaptation of like what happens in the comics, you know? Right. Um, and I feel like that was kind of the MCU's problem for phases one and two. And then for phase three, they kind of did like stuff that like a, like a tiny little adaptation from the source material, but they right. expanded on it. Like, you know, with Thor Ragnarok, they had like the yeah. planet store, planet Hulk, uh, yeah. lines. But they um, like, changed it. And, I mean, obviously nobody's thing. heard of Guardians of the Galaxy, and they made these guys, like, a household brand now. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like I feel like people – just, just kind of all that to say, people are stupid and need to shut up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, um, what do you give Birds of Prey? I would probably give Birds of Prey – no, I was thinking about – so I was going to give it – I wanted to give it an eight and a half after I was at a nine and mm-hmm. then I wanted to give it an eight and a half after, okay. um, black canary did like the scream and it's just like, what the, what the hell is this? It's her power. And I don't I just thought that was a little, uh, I don't know, uh, a little bit ridiculous. But, uh, then again, I was brought when I was walking out of the theater and just how the movie ended and stuff, I was brought back up to a nine because I'm like, I just enjoy this movie way too much to give it anything less than, uh, a nine for you know i had an amazing time okay um so yeah what, what about you uh i gave it a four out of five four out of five okay yeah so um let's, i'm trying to think like that i mean that doesn't seem like i mean there's there's one fifth of the stars missing so it's, that, a, that's it's a, about a, like an eight and a half yeah okay yeah all right well my laptop is at 18% and rapidly dropping. So let's start wrapping this Jake's up. Jake's poor MacBook Air. It's a MacBook Pro. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so I, we don't have any questions this week. So no let's get into recommendations. Recommendations. All right. What do you, what do you got for a recommendation? Um, let's see. I would recommend, um, so, you know, this is one I'm going to follow myself, but, um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, with, uh, you know, last week was the Oscars episode and with, with Parasite totally sweeping, I feel like, like foreign films, you know, they, they have, they have a bad rap. Like, you know, sometimes I get it. You don't want to read, sorry, uh, coffee got stuck in my throat. You don't want to read the, the subtitles. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's just a little, a little annoying, and you you don't like things that you don't understand. It, it probably scares you, and I understand. But we'll do it together. We'll, it's okay. I'll we'll we'll make this this step. We'll take this step. You know, as 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 a unit, we can we can do it. Let's let's watch. Let's try something new. Let's watch a movie that we that we that we uh, haven't seen before, a foreign film that we haven't seen, you know? And, and you have to actually <clears throat> read and put some effort in to read, watch it you know? and understand it. And and I get it. New things are just like, we, we fear the unknown. But, you know. Well, uh, if you want to watch a foreign film, Portrait of a Lady on Fire comes out this month. <laughs> that's I did not know that's a foreign film. That's French, yeah. Okay. It's 
I was surprised it didn't get nominated because it had some of the best cinematography of the year. And, and there's lots of good ones. They're not just like so like super obscure artsy uh, films that Jake likes to watch late at night um, <clears throat> with under his under his blankets. Um, but uh, is that it? Well, just I mean, go watch a yeah, foreign just watch film, a foreign basically. film. I mean, some of them have some of them have like oh, I think one of them has like. Will Ferrell. Well, didn't he do like a Spanish one? Uh, I'm not sure. I think he Maybe. did. Um, you know, and then some like, you know, some actors that we love are like, you know, bilingual, obviously, or trilingual. I think Antonio Banderas has a couple. Um, yeah. Pain and Glory came out last year. And yeah, yeah exactly. That was nominated. So, yeah, just just go watch. Go go watch a, a foreign film and you'll be surprised how uh, how, how, how much you like them. Um, yeah. Even even like directors you love, like Tarantino's influence is like mainly like foreign films, like <clears throat> Asian Asian foreign films. Like uh, Reservoir Dogs is based off an Asian. Uh, I think it was a Japanese mm-hmm. film called City on Fire. I think so. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, all that to say, you know, go go, go watch, watch a, a foreign film. Go watch a film in a different language. Specifically, Portrait of Lady on Fire. It comes out, I think, uh, either this week or next week. Go see it. It's what do you recommend, cool. Jake? I'm going to recommend a <laughs> a white mocha with six plus shots of espresso from Starbucks. It's liquid cocaine. Have a great time. Okay, and here's. Uh, Jake's still drinking that. Um, here's the rule with that. Uh, well, what I always do is, uh, however many shots of espresso you're getting, you double the the syrup. So, for example, this has six shots. So I got um, six shots white mocha and six shots of butterscotch. But if you don't like it like super sweet, like if you like your coffee more muted, then you can just do like four and four or whatever. But it's it's a really it's it's a really delicious drink. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, I have been your host, Jake O'Mara. And I am Donovan Alm. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Miscast Review. If you have any questions or want to get in contact with us, uh, we have an Instagram at the Miscast Review. Or you can email us at themiscastreview at gmail.com. And... uh, yeah, thanks guys. We will see you next week. I'll see you see you see you next week. Yeah. All right. Bye.